talking all things entertainment, pop culture, and nerdum. This is the Potential Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Potential Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host and Marvel lover, Taylor Sokol. Well, guys, tomorrow is a big day. We're finally getting our next Marvel Cinematic Universe TV series on Disney+. Plus. The long-awaited Loki is coming out this week. So we thought, you know what? We need to just take a look at the upcoming slate for phase four because man after this you know hiatus break of 2020 uh disney and marvel came full force to be like you know what you had a year off now over the course of the next two years and on you're getting a lot of content and you and i already thoroughly enjoyed uh wandavision and the falcon and the winter soldier so there's so much to look forward to uh a lot of movies coming up and a lot of tv shows so taylor I think let's start off this first half. Let's talk about the TV series. That's been what's been the focus the last few months. Uh, WandaVision was a huge success. Uh, got a lot of people buzzing. And the Falcon Winter Soldier was such a good time. We love the buddy cop element. But we had that great scene in Endgame where Loki of the past in the Avengers era got a hold of the Tesseract and disappeared. Yeah. And we were like, oh, you guys forgot Loki. So now we know that we have this show coming up where Loki seems to be teleported somewhere where he has to kind of, uh, he's almost like a prisoner where he has to lay out his service and he has to kind of help. There's a whole timeline that's askew. So what are you looking forward to Loki? Cause this looks like it's going to be a, a blast of a show. I, first of all, just huge fan of what Tom Hiddleston has brought to it. I think he's been a huge fan favorite. I'm just excited to see more of his Lokiness and the fact that this Loki that we're seeing, it's not the, you know, mature, developed, and, you know, he was always the the, the villain, and, and then he kind of became more of an anti-hero. Um, and then we, he kind of really grew on us as a character. So this iteration is before all of his development and the rest of the film's uh, so it's going to be very interesting to see how this, how he's going to play off this character, and also the fact that this is kind of a separate universe, separate timeline uh, to what we are caught up with in Endgame and you know Far From Home. So I'm, I'm really interested to see what they do. Of course, we get some great comedy, some good action. So this is going to be. I'm pretty pumped to see what what's going to happen with this one. Yeah, I'm most excited to see where they're going to go planet-wise, if it'll be planets we've seen before, uh, obviously all new locations, and if any uh, Marvel alumni will show up in the show, because uh, there was that one line in the trailer where he says, uh, Thor, uh, you know, he, he mentions a couple characters from his homeland. So um, excited to see what it is, and especially we know that it is just the first season uh, there definitely will be a season two and probably three for that show. So uh, very looking forward to Loki coming out this week. Uh, it'll start on Wednesdays on Disney+. Plus. Now, another show that we've been looking forward to is this upcoming show, What If?, uh, which is animated. 
And this is kind of a fun take on what if a certain character had actually been bitten by the radioactive spider? Or what if a certain character uh, became Captain America? Or what if a certain character was the ruler of Wakanda? And so taking a lot of the characters we know before and mixing the bag up and putting them in whole different situations. And the great thing is pretty much all of the characters who have been in the movies are coming back to voice their character in the show, which I think is a pretty big feat because typically with superhero TV shows, we don't always get that. You know, look at the video games. A lot of them do the video games. But I think it's pretty impressive that they had got them back for uh the animated series but i mean right off the bat we know like peggy carter becomes captain america so like there's some cool things to look forward to that show and i feel like they could really mix up a lot of character situations just based off the premise yeah and this was uh this is something that this what if premise has been part of the comics uh for some time now and there's a lot of these a lot of these series and a lot of these uh stories and, and characters of not just marvel but other ones there's always that fan fiction, like, what if this happened? What if that happened? And I think that's always that alternate universe theory, kind of what Loki's kind of doing now. Um, it's going to be exciting to do that because you can you can take the same characters but put them in these whole different scenarios, and you don't know what to expect because, again, it's not going to really follow um, the lore that a lot of, you know, the comic book lovers or, you know, what we're used to. So that's going to be exciting. And the fact that you're right, you've got some of the original cast voicing their characters and you don't always get that. So the fact that, I mean, Marvel, Disney pulling out all the stops to make these properties really great. I'm pumped about that. Especially it's animated. I like the style of animation. It's very close to kind of comic book style, which is cool. Yeah, it looks very accurate to like comic books. So be excited to see that. And that is planned to come out sometime in August. Uh, now, next we have, you know, we had Captain Marvel and we're going to get a few other characters in the sequel which we'll talk about in a little bit but we're getting miss marvel which will be a new show on disney plus and we're looking at iman Vellani, who's been cast in the title role now the only thing i know about this is i believe miss marvel is very young i think she's like supposed to be like a teenager or something mm -hmm. who has some of these powers so this is one that i am excited to see purely because i don't know much about the character uh and I, you know, I know that it's going to help set up some of the plot points for uh, the Marvel's movie that's due out next year. But beyond that, that's about all I know. So uh, I'll be excited for that just because it's going to be fun to have a show based on a whole new character. You know, so far, a lot of stuff has been roster of our previous heroes yeah. and villains, you know. And it's showing more representation as we're yeah. getting. And, and um, this character actually... Uh, most recently got featured in the latest Avengers game uh, where she kind of was the main character. So that's kind of cool that we're kind of continuing um, a character that's kind of popped up in other media. So that's really pumped uh, pumped me up as well. And then following that, we've got uh, Hawkeye, which I'm really excited to get Jeremy Renner back here. And then he's always in kind of the, the, the okay, he's the weak link of the group. Everyone's kind of made fun of Hawkeye, like what powers you have. All right, Legolas, uh, clench up. So it's exciting to see he's going to get a little feature of his own and kind of his continued journey. Jeremy Renner has an amazing job with the character. I mean, kind of similar, not as in terms of action, but kind of what Jason Momoa did for Aquaman, I think Jeremy Renner is doing for uh, Hawkeye. So I'm excited to see what they're going to do. And I think introducing the character of Kate Bishop, which will be really fun. Yeah, he's he's been the one of, of the main six original Avengers. You know, ever, all of them have had their own movies. 
uh, in various ways. And, you know, obviously we have Black Widow coming up this summer, but it's kind of giving justice to his character because he really was still a part of that team. And, you know, a lot of it would be that they would not have survived or made it through Endgame without his help. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with it. I hope they, you know, there's rumors that they will spend some more time with him as Ronan when he's kind of on this vicious uh, rampage as more of the intense samurai style uh, version of himself. But excited to see, you know, Haley Steinfeld is cast as Kate Bishop, who, you know, has been in Transformers and a bunch of other stuff. And yeah, seeing that role of kind of passing the mantle on, which I think is going to be a big theme over the next course of phase four into phase five is we're going to see kind of the old generation hanging up as we already have with Iron Man and Captain America and moving into the young Avengers. So I feel like that's going to be a key plot point as well is seeing the passing of the torch. Now, moving on to this, I'm very excited for. This is essentially Marvel's version of like Batman. Uh, We have Moon Knight and we have Oscar Isaac is cast as Moon Knight here. And we know that Ethan Hawke has been cast in the show as well as I believe the villain character. Uh, But this is intense because it's going to be a fun, very action packed character. Um, You know, he, he looks, he looks kind of like Batman in a way, but it's a full uh, more silver gray suit, but just seeing already a bit of footage we've seen on Instagram of a little bit of the stunt work that Oscar Isaac's already doing. It sounds like this is going to be a very intense, you know, John wick ish style action series so i'm really looking forward to that and you know oscar isaac has proven himself to do all sorts of great roles from the more comedic to the very dark so i feel like this would be a cool show to see how that explores uh, that character and also i think at this point in time based off the somewhat you know good but also not so good reviews of how his character poe dameron kind of started off very strong and kind of just wasn't written to the best point. I think it's nice that we're going to see Oscar Isaac and a whole other series and a whole other genre uh, of characters. So I'm looking forward to Moon Knight. It looks like it's going to be really cool. No, I'm excited to see Oscar Isaac in a leading role. And, and now we got to speaking of the leading roles and other characters that have been featured in film or show. We got She-Hulk, which uh, She-Hulk has been a huge part of the, uh, you know, lexicon and, and stuff. And there's always been this, um, the male and female version, a lot of these characters, um, and we'll talk about that coming up as well. But I think, uh, I mean, with with this, there's not been an iteration of She-Hulk in live action. So this is going to be kind of cool because, uh, and this uh, character is being played by... Um, Tatiana Maslany. Yes, who uh, has... Um, really kind of come into her own for Orphan Black, I believe, yes. correct? Yeah. So I've not uh, had the pleasure of watching that, but I've heard amazing things with um, her work on well, that I've heard show, that show so. is really interesting because it's she plays multiple characters in the Ooh. show. Um, but yeah, excited for this one. And also because, you know, we have the Incredible Hulk film with Edward Norton, which is still part of the MCU in phase one. But obviously there was the recasting of Mark Ruffalo, which uh, thank goodness, because he's been fantastic in that role ever since, but he's only been featured in the Avengers films and Thor Ragnarok. So we haven't really had a solo movie for Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. 
And we don't know if we're actually ever going to get that, but this is going to be a nice way to, this is Bruce Banner's cousin who obviously will gain similar powers to him and become a Hulk-like character, but we're also going to have not only uh, Mark Ruffalo back, we know that Tim Roth is going to be back as Emil Blonsky slash the abomination. So I'm sure we're going to see, we're going to see some fun Hulk fights uh, in, in this uh, series. But I wonder if, you know, a lot of these TV shows I feel like are going to set up to potential other movie projects. So, and we don't know a lot of these shows, we don't know if they're going to have more than one season or, you know, what say you, but uh, that sounds like it's going to be a blast because I think Hulk for a lot of people is a very, favorite character and right there having a lot of the characters back already is going to be a fun one uh now we know that we have secret invasion uh which this was the one we were kind of teased about we talked about a few months ago but we know that this is samuel jackson you know back uh as nick fury of course and this is the whole idea of scrolls that are you know invading earth and it's it's uh you know we got the sense in Captain Marvel at first we thought that they were the bad guys. And then it was clear that they were not the bad guys, but they were kind of put in a situation where they had to do a few not so good things to try to get help. And so I wonder where they could go. And I'm sure there's going to be some scrolls that are bad. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there is a group of scrolls that want to take over. And of course, because they can turn to anyone that they see, uh, there's a lot that they can do with the secret spy type element where, you know, who knows who they are and you know, yeah, exactly. all that kind of stuff. A, so there's a lot of that uh, good super spy stuff, which is a lot of fun. Christopher McDonald has been cast as a character for Secret Invasion. So uh, we don't know who that might be, if it'll be a scroll. But, you know, right now, some rumors have been um, if they would look at him to be a Norman Osborn type uh, but we don't we don't have any confirmation on that yet. But uh, for those of you who don't recognize the name, uh, that's Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore. So uh, probably his one of his most famous roles. Yeah. Uh, Shooter. I know. Uh, yeah. And then um, the the uh, the next two are kind of more very good, kind of related to the Iron Man series. We have Iron Heart and Armor Wars. And Iron Heart is a series uh, Disney Plus that's starring Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, and that's R-I-R-I, I'm not uh, having a, I'm not saying that incorrectly, uh, <laughs> a genius inventor who creates the most advanced suit of armor since Iron Man. So she's kind of um, creating more advanced than Tony Stark's armor ever has. So it's going to be interesting to follow uh, her journey and that. And again, we're getting really good, uh, more representation uh, in the Marvel Cinematic yes. Universe, which is which is great. Speaking of that, going off of that, we have Armor Wars, based on the comic series, and this starring Don Cheadle back as James Rhodes, a.k.a. Rhodey, a.k.a. War Machine, who's got to face what happens when Tony Stark's tech falls in the wrong hands. And this has been kind of teased in the films, uh, particularly Iron Man 2, you know... Iron the, Man and Iron Man 2, yeah. Yeah, Both yeah. kind um, of similar... Uh, yeah, Lot points exactly yeah. so it was just like yes you have this advanced suit that you can control but almost anyone can be iron man anyone can have this tech uh so that's gonna be interesting to see with that maybe kind of very similar to what uh, falcon the winter soldier did uh and, and don Cheadle's great i really liked you know having him taking over uh for tance howard i think he did a great job uh and for that again we had another you know situation where you've you've recasted a character based on other other situations 
that kind of happened. But he he really, you know, came into his own as this character that had a, a arc throughout the films. He's had a very good rapport. Uh, the way that him and uh, Robert Downey Jr. work, you know, back and forth to each other. And he's also added a huge comic element to a couple of the Avenger films. Uh, there's been some really funny moments. Like, for example, there's that one moment in Endgame where he's like, if you can go back in time, why don't you go back and find baby Thanos? And he like mimics like choking him. And Hulk's like, okay, first off, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of great moments, but it'd be kind of neat to, you know, we, we got this already in Far From Home. And we haven't had too much of it in WandaVision or Falcon so far, but Falcon was really more dealing with the, you know, we, we don't really know if, if Steve is dead. We just kind of assume that he's just out of the picture now. But, you know, I think as the films will go along, we will see more of the, you know, we got this a lot in Far From Home dealing with the death of Tony Stark, uh, especially for Peter Parker, who looked up to him, obviously, as a father figure. So, um, you know, see how that plays off more into phase four. Uh, and then we do know that there's going to be a Wakanda-based series, which is very exciting because we know we have the second movie coming up. And obviously, it's so hard to even know where they're going to go with everything with the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman. But there's so many characters in that area, and there's so much they could explore, especially just thinking, like, not even modern day like i feel like they could go with like ancient wakanda too but yeah. we do that um okoy uh, we know danae guerrera is coming back who plays okoya she's kind of the main uh dora milaj who wasn't in falcon winter soldier but some of her sisters were um but excited to see her coming back because obviously she's a very fierce warrior and again that representation of seeing a female-led show um which is exciting and we know that ryan coogler who of course wrote and direct uh, Black Panther and is doing the school. He's helping develop that as, as well. Um, but that's not the only TV thing we're getting. You know, as you and I are huge fans, I think of the Guardians of the Galaxy. As is everyone. I think that's such a popular franchise. People love this band of misfits that have become these kind of superhero characters. Yeah, the, I'm mean, everything about the film from the humor to the music, and of course, one of the fan favorites was Groot. Not just Groot, but Baby Groot. <laughs> Baby Groot. I mean, Groot was already great, but Baby Groot took the world by storm. But we are getting a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, first off, um, which is being directed by James Gunn. He, he wrote the whole thing. And so this already seems like a fun nod to, of course, Star Wars being that Guardians of the Galaxy has kind of become a modern version of Star Wars, at least the Star Wars in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So with those characters and who knows what they would do with the decorating and the humor. Um, you know, there's a lot they could go that could just be goofy or fun or who knows what they're going to do with that. But yeah, we're excited there. We're going to have this. And that this soundtrack, little, like, soundtrack's going to be a lot of fun. I can, oh yeah. I can already tell. But we're going to have this Groot show. <laughs> uh, these little animated shorts of, of Groot uh, probably dancing. I'm assuming. Yeah, uh, a lot, a lot of dancing, and you know, and of course, uh, a lot of dialogue heavily, uh, variations oh, yeah, of yeah. I am Groot. So, <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. So, you know, I think Disney Plus has really taken advantage of, of going, look, we have all these Marvel properties. People obviously love watching them at home. 
and you know and, and making them short they you know WandaVision was nine episodes but not every episode was you know very long but I love that they're kind of going off of six is typically the range of the season so you're getting like a six hour movie in terms of instead of a you know a live action movie there you're getting kind of a a series turned into a longer movie so a lot going on a lot of excitement but you know what taylor as much as we are fans of these shows you and i are more the fans of going to see these marvel movies on the big screen yes and we're finally getting our phase four slate coming up so let's take a quick break and then we're going to break down our our these upcoming movies because oh we got some big ones coming oh we do hey chris do you ever feel you want to change your lifestyle not really i'm fine with my current wardrobe thanks though I'm not talking about changing your brand names or joining a cult. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. What's that? Change our hairstyles, help animals out, and say, Alrighty then. No, not Ace Ventura. I'm talking about Ace Lifestyle. It stands for accountability, consistency, and enjoyment. It is the best way to feel better, think better, and enjoy your life. If you want to better your health goals, then... This is the way. Okay, Mando. What is this, some sort of new fad diet? No way. Not at all. No quick fixes, no tricks, and it's made for whatever you want to get out of the program. Just like the title says, it's a lifestyle. It's your chance to take charge of your health. Interesting. Please go on. It is designed for whatever you want. Do you want to lose weight? Do you want to gain more muscle? Or do you just want to feel better? mentally and physically that is what ace lifestyle is all about well that seems like a lot to take on myself you are not alone when you sign up for this program you get dedicated professionals who are just as passionate to help you reach your goals and you're not alone because you're joined by a group of other like-minded individuals who have their own health goals in mind every month how would one find out more you can find out more and get started by reaching out through their instagram at the Ace Lifestyle Co. That's at the Ace Lifestyle Co. Wow. You seem to know a lot about this, Taylor. Well, Chris, I'm not just an expert of Ace Lifestyle. I'm also a member. You certainly look slimmer and more annoyingly energetic than usual. Well, thank you, Chris. It's all thanks to Ace Lifestyle. It's now time for you to take back your health. So go for it and change your life for the better. Alrighty, everybody, settle down. We need to set up for our big lineup. Phases one through three were genius. However, now we need to talk about what's in store for phase four. So, what do we have? Sienna? Well, um, here? Okay, then. Moving on. (laughs) Hi, Kevin. I've got some great ideas here. Who's that? That's the new guy, Larry, from marketing. You told him to web up some new ideas. I did? Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Larry, tell us what you got. Alrighty, well, I've gone back to the archives, Kevin. With Morbius and Blade on the rise, we need a new character with that same sort of dread. The fear he can put into his enemies. I present to you the adventures of Hellcow. Oh, what? 
yes, part cow, part vampire, bitten by Dracula himself, all terror. I don't think hell cow is what we need. What else you got? Well, we've been wanting Seth Rogen to crack into the Marvel genre from all success with the superhero media from, you know, the boys and all that. So we present Bong Man. Oh, hey guys. You know, I'm really excited to be here. (laughs) Is this a joke? Sorry, Seth Rogen, but that's not the direction we're going to take. Next! Alrighty, what about this? What about Hindsight Man? His tagline would be, If only we had done it my way. No. The Litterbug? No. Craven the Punter? You just changed Craven to a football player? Uh, Batman? That's not even Marvel! Alrighty, Kevin's getting upset! Anyone else have any ideas? So we're back, and uh, you know what, Taylor? We have been waiting for a Marvel movie to come out on the big screen. The last one was, of course, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah, and you've had, was... the, you've had the pleasure, you um, you know, to tide you over. You've been going back and watching the beginning, introducing, you know, other people into the cinematic universe. Yes, been introducing my girlfriend to. I mean, she's seen a few, but... Uh, and how's know, she taking it so far? Is she enjoying it? So far, it? so good. So far, I think, so good. Isn't it? I think she's laughing more at your reactions to these Yeah, films. she laughs more at the fact that I am very focused when I watch them. <laughs> um, even though I've seen them all plenty of times, I'm still just as focused in the story, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. But no, there's something that's kind of neat to go back and watch from the beginning, because we look at this upcoming slate of the new films, and you're like... Uh, they've gone so big and bold with what they can do. You know, I think looking at, for example, Black Widow coming up this summer in July, looking at the trailers for that, there's some shots in these trailers where I go, I don't think they would have been so bold if Black Widow had been a true form phase one movie. You know, there was some fun stuff that they did in those first movies, but they've gone kind of the leeway to go bigger and bolder with action sequences and what they can do give a proper proper send off to the character and it's kind of a shame in a way i I know that as they push this film back it's been like i haven't been as quite as excited because i'm like seriously how long is this going to take um but i think this is long overdue so I'm, i'm really excited to see what they have here and also kind of expanding the lore to people who are more than not super uh powered superheroes and yes. i think that's that's i think what has been great about the marvel cinematic universe because they there is a lot of characters that are just regular humans might be a little enhanced or things like that but they're they are human so it's really good and, and there's a great cast of characters i'm really pumped that we're going to get this here coming up yeah rachel wise uh you know you got um of course we got our our guy from stranger things uh is playing the father character David um, Harbour. David Harbour. I just love that name. We go, David Harbour is <laughs> Captain Red. Uh, I, 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 would, I forget what his character's name is there, but he's like the and, Russian and Florence, version. Yeah, yeah he, he's like the Russian version of Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we get we introduced to a really cool villain called the Mirror Master, right? Is the Mirror Taskmaster. Task Sorry, Taskmaster. If you've played um if you played Spider-Man, the PS4 game, or if you can play it on PS5 now. There was actually Taskmaster in that game. Yes. Um, but this is kind of neat. They're, they're, they're playing it in a way where obviously one of his skills 
Um, if it's a he, it could be a she. We don't know yet. Yeah. Um, the skill, one of the skill sets is that they're able to copycat another hero's He's like skills. has like his superpower is like eidetic memory where he basically yeah. can see someone. And so mimic, yeah. clearly he has a shield that looks like his own version of a Captain America shield. He has the ability to use arrows. He knows how to do quick fighting. Like he's got a sword. He's got a sword. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they reveal that character and who it actually is. But, um, you know, we're getting close to that in July. And yes, a proper send off. If this is truly the last time, uh, first Scarlett Johansson to play Natasha. Black Widow, baby. Black Widow being, you know, what a great arc she's had over the last 10 years. Uh, a well-deserved film for her. So it's going to be definitely the summer smash. I'm sure a lot of people are excited to, to go finally back on the big screen and see a superhero movie. But uh, the one I'm really excited for uh, after that is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. These trailers are already looking incredible um very bold with the color palette and kind of uh, a more of a mystical element a little more like dr strange i would say in some of the uh shots and stuff but uh yeah man this this uh this actor here uh simu lu i'm sorry i'm butchering that i apologize uh but him is shang chi he looks awesome he looks like a nice you know kind of like you get the vibe from the the trailer that he's had 10 years to kind of just live a normal life. And we know that his father, Wen Wu, who we, the Mandarin, like he's asking him to come back and follow the family, you know, family order. And he's like, "Uh, I don't want to do that. So clearly there's going to be some fighting, but it looks very big and bold. And I'm, I'm excited to see a martial arts, uh, Marvel movie. You know, we've, we've talked about in our martial arts and media episode that there has been martial arts used in the Marvel movies, but this would be a true, you know, true actual martial arts movie coming up for Marvel. Uh, and obviously, I think you and I, even though we're fans of um, what's his name, uh, Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley in Iron Man 3 for what he did, it's going to be exciting to see the actual Mandarin with those rings. Uh, actually using those powers yeah and the thing about the the 10 rings uh terrorist organization has been featured in a, a very since uh, iron man yeah since iron man uh and so in the last bit of the kind of tease we had there was the which i missed and really liked the marvel one shots where they had these like little films kind of to tease you know the next film and we're kind of seeing like uh where they have um trevor Sutherland. they're like uh we want you to meet the real mandarin but um that wasn't it. It was the last, uh, you know, kind of reference to that before Shang-Chi was actually in Ant-Man uh, where, you know, they're introducing the PIM technologies and one of the agents is uh, a Ten Rings agent. So, you know, they've been kind of subtly hinting that and that was a big part of actually Iron Man's one of his big uh, enemies that he fought in the comics. So this is going to be very interesting to see yes. what they do with this and I'm, I'm really and this will probably play into future arcs with this terror organization. And I want to see how they actually portray the real Mandarin. Now, next up we have the Eternals, which is directed by the Chloe Zhao, who just won the Academy Award for best director for Nomad land. Um, but this is, this has been long uh, awaited and excited because this is, you know, just talking just you know, earlier, we're recording about Lucifer talking about gods and stuff. This is uh, the Marvel's version of more of like your Justice League in terms of 
these are the Marvel gods. These are characters that are very strong and have been around for millennia. But for some reason, they have never decided to interfere in the uh, lives of mortals. Uh, didn't decide to interfere when Thanos came to Earth. But now there's some threat that has made them need to show up to fight. Uh, so we don't really know much more beyond that from the, you know, we've only had a teaser trailer, uh, but we do know that there's going to be um, these celestials um, and we're going to have these deviants who are kind of like the, the evil versions of the Eternals. So it's going to be exciting to see if they kind of go very big with the fighting, you know? Yeah. And the celestials, we've been kind of like teased with that within Guardians of the Galaxy 2 with Ego, uh, Peter Quill's father, who yes. is basically a celestial. So, again, this world building, it's all callbacks, and they've kind of built a little bit of teases to this. And uh, so this is going to be very exciting. And what a star-studded cast that we have here uh, in this film. <laughs> Just for this solo film, we got Gemma Chan, who is already a Marvel alumni, who was uh, previously in Captain Marvel. I mean, Richard Madden, then we got Kit Harington, some Game of Thrones alumni, which is great. The uh, the Starks reuniting. <laughs> um the fact that there was never a scene with the two of them and Tony Stark and somehow Stark would have been really funny. But anyway, uh, Kumail Nanjani, who we know this is the movie that he bulked up for and has, has stayed uh, very, you know, he, he built up his body and he's, I mean, he went from nerd to hunk. Uh, he gave us all hope. Uh, of course, he had <laughs> a big movie you, budget studio. Hey, fun, back fact, uh, fun fact yeah. about Gemma Chan. She is currently dating Dominic Cooper, who we know played young Howard Stark. And not Captain America. There you go. It's, it's all, all connected, folks. Even they date. Out. In the, uh, but Brian Terry Henry, we just saw in Godzilla versus Kong. And, uh, yeah, we got Salma Hayek, Angelina Jolie. Excited to see what's going to go on there, but I think we, we do need a full trailer to get a little more excited for it. I think it looks pretty, but it looks it looks right now based off of Nomadland success. It looks like a movie that's a Marvel movie set in just beautiful landscapes. Um, we don't really get the fighting yet, but the one that we're most excited for in terms of a trailer, which we are waiting patient for every single day, uh, we keep getting updates on potential plot points and stuff, but this is gonna be the, uh, the end game in terms of Spider-Man movies here. Uh, we're, we're excited for Spider-Man No Way Home uh, due out this holiday season. Once again, directed by John Watts, who, of course, did Homecoming and did Far From Home. But, you know, we were left off with such a great teaser there at the end with uh, with uh, Mysterio revealing that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And that was the end of the move. And you're like, oh, well, crap, you know, because, of course, unless you're someone like Tony Stark, who loves to show off that he's the superhero that he is, uh, most people don't like to reveal their superhero for safety reasons. And Spider-Man, of course, is always one. Spider-Man, you know, he's got girlfriend. Especially usually, if you're a kid in high school. Family. No. Yeah, most high schoolers want to uh, not be known. <laughs> so we know that there's a couple heavy hitters coming back for the sequel. Apart from the current cast, we know that Alfred Molina is due to be back as Doc Ock. And we know that Jamie Foxx is back as Electro. There's been heavy rumors that Willem Dafoe has been uh, reached out to be back as Green Goblin. So we're very excited to see where they're going to go. We know that Doctor Strange is going to be in this one. Um, and we're definitely getting the hints that there's going to be some kind of multiverse 
And we're just waiting to see if it truly is going to be a a situation where we do get Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire all as three Spider-Men at the same time, which I think people's minds will be blown if that is achieved. Right now, there's a lot of speculations that they're going, that's not happening, but I think they're lying to us. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm... I'm hoping we get Spider Ham. That's all. No, I'm John Mulaney. That'd be great. Uh, not right now. He just came out of rehab. Um, he okay. he's in timeout. But um, <laughs> that would be funny though. If it, it, but you know, he will be back. Though, I'm sure for Spider Verse Two, which we'll we'll get to. You know, one day. That's not Disney right now. But I'm excited for that man. I mean, the Spider Man movies have been awesome. So we're just waiting for a trailer. We haven't got one yet. Um, then we got Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, directed by Sam Raimi, which of course is interesting because he directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. But uh, I think you and I, we both love Doctor Strange. We loved WandaVision. We know that Wanda is going to be featured in Doctor Strange. And obviously, right from the title right there, Multiverse of Madness. So there's going to be the multiverse, which will probably be opened in No Way Home. And uh, this could really lead to some interesting situations where we see alternate realities of some of our famous characters. And we could see a bunch of cameos pop up. We don't know. Um, so that could go all sorts of ways. And Dr. Strange was very trippy. So I feel like this could be even trippier. So I and, and I think a lot, yeah, resonating again, as you said, with WandaVision, it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with that. And I'm excited to see more of Benedict Cumberbatch in that role. So excited about that. Um, and then speaking of excitement, we're getting our fourth Thor film. Thor Love and Thunder, which not only are we excited about more Thor because we love Chris Hensworth, but Taika Waititi coming back again to direct, which he did such an amazing job with Ragnarok. This is being great because we also get the return of Jane Foster, Natalie Portman's character, which was the scientist and love interest of Thor. And of course, she's in the first two films and then we kind of like, oh, she's kind of done her own thing. She might have been dusted. We don't know. So, but this one, she becomes Lady Thor, and she yes. becomes she becomes worthy. And of course, as we left, uh, she becomes worthy. As we as we last left Thor, he was a little schlubby and uh, uh, still kind of figuring out, um, you know, Big Lebowski style, uh, figuring out his, his next move. So it's going to and the and the humor, of course, the humor of him kind of having the. Uh, man battle the battle of testosterone between him and peter quill uh (laughs) you know star lord because we knew that the guardians of the galaxy will be featured in part of the movie i don't think they're going to be in a huge part of the movie but um there's going to be a point in time where it's probably dropping thor off uh you know we're out of here uh to go on to their own movie they'll like they'll like drop him off on a planet they'll drop him on a planet and like okay we'll be right back and all of a sudden well, this is my ship right here, and, and they're gone. Um, but we do know that Christian Bale has been cast as the villain Gore the God Butcher. So um, this is going to be a fully CGI character. Um, you know, I'm sure he did a lot of uh, mocap, but, um, you know, Bale has been someone that we know to be very intense. So it'd be exciting to see him getting to be introduced into the Marvel Universe as this villain. And we also know that apart from a few of our favorites coming back, uh, we do know that Jeff Goldblum will be back as a grandmaster and, um, you know, that great moment they had in Ragnarok where there was like the little play of the events that happened and they had Matt Damon, Sam Neill and Luke Hemsworth. Uh, we do know that that's going to continue with <laughs> Melissa McCarthy coming on to play Hela. 
And we also know that Russell Crowe is due to be playing Zeus, which will be interesting <laughs> to see another god. Um, obviously, Thor being a god of Norse mythology and Zeus of Greek. So uh, that, I feel like, of the slate could be the biggest movie in terms of just uh, a lot of fun popcorn value uh, and you know to see what Taika does with it because he really did take the formula for Thor and he made it, uh, for a lot of fans, the more successful version than the first two. Uh, you know, changed the formula and made it really fun. So now we did talk, you know, briefly, we we're talking about the Wakanda series. We do know we have Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. So it has an official title. Uh, Ryan Coogler back to direct. So they are still going to, you know, forward with a second movie. And the details we've had so far are that it's going to be more based on Shiri's character. But there has been, there's been kind of this push from a lot of fans to not have it that the child is like dead, but maybe have it where somehow the Black Panther character still exists. But I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what kind of plot they're going to come up with. Obviously, from the reports we're hearing from like Lapita Nyong'o on filming, she's saying the story and what they're doing is very uh, in honor of Chadwick. It's a, a great plot to, to honor him and to honor the characters. So we're really not sure how it's going to all go, but I do trust that Ryan Coogler knows what he's doing. He obviously loved the first movie. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, I, I was already imagining that maybe if they didn't have him in real life, um, you know, there's that whole mystical plane in Wakanda that they do when they take the flower substance where it's like, you know, all purple, you know, kind of remind me of Lion King a little bit. I was like, there could be a really cool moment where they have him there. But he yeah, speak, they, in, in, a, in a proper way where they could do, um, and I think we've seen this in a lot of films where they've done CGI to bring back a character, an actor who uh, or had deceased and I think in, in some sense it's necessary and it's a great honor to the film, but in, in some hands it could be poor taste. I think Ryan Coogler and the, and the cast and what Disney and Marvel are doing, they'll do it in a very tasteful way. And I think that, you know, uh, Bozeman and his family would be would be proud of. So, yeah, that'll be, that'll be exciting. But I know ever since Black Panther, we've been wanting to get another film there. So, oh, yeah. but uh, speaking of fil uh, families, we've got after that the Marvels. Uh, and if that sounds familiar, that's because, you know, we featured Brie Larson's character, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, and her own film as a bit of a prequel and to kind of leading into what she did in Endgame, even though she, where the heck have you been out there and doing <laughs> stuff? Uh, you know, um, and this is going to be exciting because we said Marvels, that means there's going to be more than one and she's going to be joined by Tony Paris. Uh, we know as Monica Rambeau from WandaVision where she uh, gained her powers and again, we talked about Miss Marvel and her series, you know, Iman Vellani. So it's going to be very exciting. We're going to have not one, not two, but three Marvels. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what that's going to be. That's going to be, uh, and that's obviously going to be a current and maybe kind of get a little bit of a peel into what Carol Danvers has been up to all those years and what she's going to be doing now out in the universe. Going into another uh, franchise hit that I think a lot of people have loved. Um, people love Paul Rudd, uh, just in general, uh, you know, we're excited to see him coming up What's not the love? Uh, in the, we have the Ghostbusters sequel coming up with him starting in that, but obviously people love him as Scott Lang, AKA Ant-Man, uh, the humor that he plays off of this character being somewhat ridiculous for his powers, but obviously very useful. 
uh, Endgame would not have happened if he did not uh, get blasted out. So we all think that mouse. It was all that mouse that uh, really the true saved. superhero of that franchise. <laughs> We're getting the third film, the Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh, you know, they they in a very trippy way as well. Them shrinking so far to go into the quantum realm. And this could lead to, uh, you know, a lot of exploratory things, but also some major villains. And we know that Jonathan Majors has been cast as Kang the Conqueror. This is a huge baddie for the Avengers. Um, so now that Thanos is out of the way, um, I feel like this is going to be a huge uh, introductory character that's going to be a long arc villain for phase four and probably into phase five. Uh, so that'd be exciting to see what they do. But of course, the whole dream team's back. Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Catherine Newton has been cast as Cassie Lang, Lang's daughter. Um, not the original actress that played in Endgame. So they have a new actress playing the daughter now. But excited to see where they go with it. You know, Ant-Man has really kind of grown into be more of a hero than he was. And he, you know, to go further into the quantum realm and see what they can explore and also how this major villain is going to play into it, I think could be very exciting. Uh, so excited for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantumania. What a mouthful. Yes, it is. <laughs> a lot of these films we noticed in Phase 4, big mouthfuls. Um, and then we're going to get... Big titles. And we talked a lot of love, you know, going back to talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy. And we're going to finally get the long-awaited sequel uh, in this trilogy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 had left a lot of big, not only, you know, ties into, you know, what, what's going to happen with, you know, the Infinity Wars. But there was a lot of, you know, uh, teases of what's to come in that universe and that, you know, storyline. We were teased to, of course. Stallone. With, Stallone yeah. came in. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravagers. And we've been teased about their characters for the first one. And then so... You know, the Ravagers are kind of these kind of mercenaries for hire. And we realize that there's a whole slew of other uh, characters. And the Ravagers in the comics kind of become like the next line of the Guardians. And we're also teasing that last one with the character of Adam, uh, who is, you know, a huge, huge part of the Marvel lore. Um, and, you know, because we're teased by the, the Sovereign, who were kind of like, kind of like the, not the main villains, but they're kind of like the antagonists uh, in that where, yes. you know, which is going to be very exciting to see, um, you know, how Adam Warlock. Yeah, so I'm excited to see if they're, if they're going to use Adam Warlock here uh, as kind of the central villain of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, obviously, he's very powerful. And, you know, all the characters of the of the Guardians of the Galaxy, it's really they have like weapons and stuff. They don't only really have they don't only really have powers, if you will. So um, you know, again, if they have to fight someone that is very strong and you know can fly and all this stuff, and it'd be interesting to see who they cast for that. And at this point in time, I believe this is the final film that James Gunn will do um, for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like the franchise will continue because it's very popular, but, um, I feel like for me two was fine. I think I liked a lot of stuff in two, but overall I prefer one, two, two. Um, so I'm curious to see where they're going to go with three. And obviously it'll probably have a little connection to Thor four because, you know, we're left off 
from Endgame of the Guardians teaming up with Thor. But obviously, I think they're going to... As the Asgardians of the galaxy. <laughs> yes, which was uh, hilarious. Now, that kind of ends the actual current slate that we know about. But there's two other films that have been mentioned that don't officially have dates yet, but we know that are in the works. Um, obviously, uh, Fox uh, being purchased by Disney, they have the rights to the X-Men, and they also have the rights to the Fantastic Four. We've had two okay movies, one that should never be mentioned again, and um, now we're going to get the Marvel Cinematic Universe of Fantastic Four with John Watts. Which I haven't seen. I haven't, see- I haven't seen the most recent iteration. I didn't see that new one. That Yeah, the most recent one. I didn't see that one either. Um, I will say that you and I were both kind of fans of the original two. I mean, come on, Chris Evans uh, is in there as uh, Johnny. So, I mean, there was some good stuff in it, even though it was, it was, it was that era where comic book movies were more cheesy. They didn't become quite serious yet. I, yeah, I will tell you, my, the highlight of the film, the, the highlight of the film was, of course, Victor Von Doom. Um, oh yeah, which I would I would love to see um, Julian McMahon come back because I think he did play a really good uh, Doctor Doom. Um, but yeah, they're now I think this will be great to see them turn and have the Fantastic Four part of the cinematic universe uh, and properly do it justice. So this will be very interesting to see their their third swing. Hopefully, not a total miss. Yeah, who and they and this could be they could cast some big names for the team, and then also, I mean, Doctor Doom is a typical villain for them, but there's also other things that we could go into, and then obviously, you know, maybe another take at Silver Surfer, and there's so many other things they could go with it. So it'd be interesting to see where they go. Uh, a lot of people have rumored that they want to see John Krasinski and Emily Blunt uh, play Mister Mrs. Fantastic. I don't know if that would be the case. But um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. You know, I think that's a fun, it's a fun team element. And even if they can then get those guys connected to our other Marvel characters and then down the line, probably by phase five, when they do fully get back, uh, you know, X-Men movies going again, uh, there could be a lot of fun team ups. And then obviously, I think, um, you know, the one that's been thrown around a couple of times now it hasn't quite landed a date yet, and we just, you know, because of COVID, there's been some pushback, but we're very excited that we are getting a new version of Blade. Um, I mean, it's hard to kind of imagine at this point in time, uh, because we're so used to thinking of the original three, um, but, you know, I think a franchise that can deal with today's use of filmmaking, CGI, and storytelling, I think Blade's a perfect movie to bring back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And, I mean, we got a great actor who's already been cast as Blade. Um, I always say his name wrong, so I'm not even going to attempt it. I think Taylor, you're better at it than I. Marshall Ali. There it is. <laughs> yep. um, who is a great, great actor. And I think if you look at uh, his work, especially the last 10 years, I feel like he's someone that he has that that dark poise about him that kind of that mis- that mystery he has that edge but in a command in a commanding presence as well like he definitely you know you you lock your eyes on him at the screen so this would be good and i would love if they have um West have wesley come in back. It? yeah have like a, a little, cameo like, or something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it'd be, be cool amazing. if there was something or just because you know really he did that character so well and it in 
you know, I actually was just reading some facts. If you think about it, Blade in movie theaters did so well that it actually kind of kept the comic book movie alive. So and, we think, and it helped Marvel out a, a, yeah. a heck of a lot. So, I mean, a lot of what Marvel has owes the success to that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. And of course, I know Sony owns it, but we um, we do have uh, Morbius so coming out with Jared Leto. So it'll be interesting to see if you know we can get Morbius fighting crossover. And I think yeah. that would be that would be really would be epic. And I think that they would the vampire hunter himself versus the living the vampire. vampire. Yeah. Um, so you know, man. Phase so four much. is so so excited about Phase so four, much. and some fun facts as we've talked. I mean, this is going to be the first phase to, unfortunately, not have any Stan Lee cameos. Due True. Endgame. It's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Missing um, presence. Which that, that's been actually a fun little thing is I have lit up so far when I'm rewatching. When it gets to a Stan Lee cameo, I light up like a little kid and I laugh at the little moments. And it's that little thing that, you know, you just you remember that for a man who was so influential with these comic books and how many he created, how you know, he really launched such a huge uh, global franchise. He was so proud of those little cameos. <laughs> he really loved doing them. And they're just fun little Easter eggs for you to find. And they're all, they're all such fun to, to, to watch. So I always look forward to seeing them, but I'm sure there's ways that they can still pay homage. I mean, like I loved, you know, we recently uh, reviewed Spider-Man Miles Morales, and there was a moment where he had to go and actually find a Stanley statue was one of the uh, tasks. So I feel they're still going to find ways to honor Stan in the movies, even obviously if it's not a digital cameo, there might be a little imagery or a photo or something. I'm sure there'll be little Easter eggs for the fans to find. Uh, his presence will always be known because obviously none of this would have happened without him. So uh yeah, man, so much to look forward to. And obviously right now uh, over at Disneyland, uh, Avengers Campus just opened there. So there's a whole uh, Marvel themed land and the new Spider-Man ride. And they have a they have a PIM kitchen where you can actually go and get enlarged food. <laughs> you can get like a burger, but the meat is like way bigger and all this kind of stuff. And there's a bunch of stuff there. Uh, and that's going to happen now in Paris and Hong Kong. So uh, the Marvel Marvel stuff is continuing to boom, but you know we're looking forward to Loki this week starting off, and you know continuing Phase Four, and then of course the movies kicking off with Black Widow. So, so much to look forward to. We love Marvel; it's some of our favorite stuff. And yeah, Phase Four looks like a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see just overall how Phase Four will evolve, and then where it'll push into Phase Five. And you know, you kind of always wonder: Will there be a day and time where they 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 stop? You know, well, I think if they stop making money, they will stop. I don't think we're ever going to, we're not going to no, see I mean, a, we're, we're gonna a have slowdown our, anytime our grandkids, soon. Our grandkids will be like phase 25. <laughs> I remember phase yeah. one through four. I remember seeing Iron Man in college. Iron Man. Man. I remember Stan Lee cameos. Who's Stan Lee? What? That was 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, <laughs> that was good, Taylor. That was a good talk. That was. was a Marvel talk on phase four. So you know what? Let's phase out as we always like to do in Marvel fashion. That's my phase noise. It needs work. Assemble. <laughs> Podcast assemble. Podcast time.
Podcast out. Mic drop. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.